0: Welcome to PDPW's podcast. Here's Bill Baker. Welcome to this week's PDPW podcast, where today we consider a change in mindset and bucking culture with dairy farmer, speaker, and leadership trainer Hank Wagner. Today's news and social media posts, all of this leads to the injured chicken principle, something Hank knows a thing or two about as he spent a fair amount of time in a chicken coop. Here's Hank with this week's PDPW podcast, Stuck in a Ditch. Well, I am honored and thankful that you are joining me on another PDPW podcast. I'm really excited to present to you today because you are significant, you are important, you are valuable. No matter how many mistakes you think you've made, you're not finished making them, but regardless, you are significant, important, and valuable. Never forget that. Well, I want to I want to start with a story, and I'm going to... St- tie this true story to an important principle. Those of you who know my lovely wife Pam know that grass is important to her. She loves thick, green, well-cut grass, and all around our farm she keeps it mowed and trimmed, and any of the builders or custom operators, people know that if they get caught driving on the grass, they're in Big trouble with Pam. Grass is really, really important to her, and that's okay. That's okay because it keeps our farm, it keeps our place looking really nice. Well, I have a grass mowing story that includes Pam, and yes, I asked her permission to share this story, and she reluctantly approved. This happened a number of years ago. Pam was mowing the beautiful green grass. And she doesn't just mow what's around the buildings, but she mows both sides of the road, uh, the ditches uh, for a half a mile each direction from our farm. And of course, some of those ditches can be somewhat challenging. And we had just gotten Pam a brand new zero-turn mower with a big 84-inch deck to help her cut down her lawn mowing time from eight to ten hours to four to six hours. Yeah, she spends a lot of time cutting grass. Well, she decided that she could use this brand new zero-turn mower to also cut the ditches. Well, there's another thing you may not know about Pam and her grass or mowing grass, and that is she hates to get stuck with the lawnmower in a ditch. Okay, that's a really, really big problem for her. I don't know why, but she feels like such a failure when she gets stuck in the ditch with the lawnmower. She feels so helpless. She's sitting there, and the cars go by, and she said she just feels like such a fool. Now, I, no matter what, I, I tell her not to worry about it. It's okay. We get stuck all the time on the fields, in the mud, and it's not her fault. And, but it's still a really big problem. Well, on this one particular day, she had gotten stuck with the brand new zero turn mower. Thankfully, it wasn't too far down the road from the farm. Uh, my daughter Laura and I noticed that she was stuck, and we got uh, our gator and a chain and headed that direction to get her pulled out because we knew how, how badly she was feeling at the time having to sit there on that mower. It stuck in the ditch while the traffic was going by. We get a lot of traffic past our place. So we pull up there with the gator and Pam is sitting on the lawnmower with this. um, I I wish I could have taken a picture because this is one of those. A picture is worth a thousand words. She was not happy. She had that look on her face, just get me out of here and erase this 20 minutes of my life because I I just don't want to be here. So we backed up the, the gator, got out the chain and, and Laura and I were, okay, we, we were having a little fun with this moment and kind of teasing Pam a little bit, you know, waving at people as they were going by and being really slow about getting her out of the ditch. And all of a sudden, both Laura and I look at Pam and there was this, this moment, this, this picture, that I don't know if I'll ever be able to erase from my mind. We looked at Pam and, and she looked straight at us. Mostly I think she was focused on me, but it was, it was the worst double stink eye you could ever imagine. And along with it, up came the two middle fingers. And both of them were like she meant it, like from the bottom of her heart, she would, she, like she drove that expression right into me. And Laura and I just froze. We didn't know what to do. That's so unlike Pam. We didn't know if we should run, if we should laugh, if we should cry. Oh my goodness. And there again, looking back, I, I so wish I would have had a picture. Now, we quickly proceeded to get Pam out of the ditch and get her on her way. But that was a moment that our family talks about and we'll never forget. Now, I want to take that story, that life example, and bring it back to an important principle. And I want to tie it to a principle that I heard from someone who shared this advice as he was about to get married. He said to his wife, or his his future wife, he said, "I, I want you to think about something as we're about to get married. I'm guessing that you already know or realize that there's a lot of good in me, a lot of good things about me. And I I would estimate that 80% of me is good. And 20% of me needs work. And I would say that if you focus on the 20% of me that needs work, we're probably going to have a frustrating, horrible relationship. But if you focus on... The 80% of me that is good, while allowing me or helping me work on the 20% that needs help, we're probably going to have a really good relationship. Now, where do you think this lawn mowing incident fits into? The 80% or the 20%? Obviously, the 20%. Pam is awesome. Pam is an amazing wife, an amazing mother, an amazing grandmother. She's so, she's got a heart for people. She's just a wonderful person. But she's not perfect. I'm not perfect. You are not perfect. We all have that 20%. And whether you want to call it 20%, or 15%, or 40%, It's up to you, but we all have that part of us that needs work. That part of us that maybe are seen by ourselves or others as weakness. So I guess today I would maybe ask you to consider a change in mindset. Or maybe consider bucking culture because news, social media, all of that runs on the injured chicken principle. I don't know if you understand or know what that means, but I don't, I don't know why it happens, but I've seen it happen a number of times. Growing up as a child, we had chickens, and that was a big responsibility of myself and my siblings to take care of the chickens, whether it was cleaning the chicken coop, collecting the eggs, repairing the fence, or cleaning up the chickens and preparing them for harvest. But the chickens were a big responsibility, so I spent a fair amount of time in, around, or near that chicken coop. And I witnessed this several times. If there was an injured chicken, it seemed like one by one, all of the rest of the chickens began to come around and peck at beat on that injured chicken not just a little bit here and there I mean they attacked it they attacked it until they killed it I don't know why it happened but I didn't like it and more than once I tried racing in there to save that chicken But even if I was able to take that chicken out of those vicious friends, neighbors, relatives of that chicken being attacked, there was no way to reintroduce that chicken back into that group. They'd kill it. And that seems what the news and social media and part of our culture does today. We find a person's 20% that needs work and then we attack it. We attack them. We don't look at the 80%. And sometimes, especially in the political arena, if people can't find something in that 20% that needs work, they'll create it. They'll invent it and tie it to that person and then invite everybody to attack them. So I would ask you to maybe Do something a little different. Consider maybe more mercy and less judgment as we deal with people. Maybe realize, accept that they have 20% that needs work and ask them how we can help them with that 20% while still valuing, appreciating, recognizing that 80% that's great about them. What about ourselves? Is it possible that we can maybe look past the weaknesses that we have and appreciate the 80%? while still working on our 20%? This, I think, can be carried through our entire life. As you see people, as you meet people, as you hear about people, as you consider posting on Facebook or other social media, is it possible to instead of jump on the bandwagon and attack people for their weaknesses and their 20% that needs work, then maybe instead we see people not as they are or as they have been, but as they have the potential to become. Our thanks to leader, speaker, and fourth-generation dairy farmer Hank Wagner for being our guest on today's PDPW podcast. And a reminder, for more resources and other podcasts, head to pdpw.org. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.